0: This is TV8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by darkbazy.com.
1: In a dark and distant age, a lone
0: warrior with mystical powers, <laughs> Master
1: of the Beast and the creatures he commands will challenge the forces of a brutal tyrant but the battle for the fate of
0: their world will lead them to another
1: dimensional portal, the doorway to your ultimate triumph
0: to the most barbaric land that time has
1: ever known this is Los Angeles most awesome place in the universe you gotta get yourself a fresh threads. Rock and baby Whoa! This geek is really trying to get the bomb! The world is mine! You must pass me first. Mark Singer returns in Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time.
0: We're listening to TV 8 My Dinner. My name is Sean and we are coming back one more time with Lynn and Tracy to talk about endless sequels. So tonight will be the conclusion of this topic, I promise. Picking it right back up where we left off, I think we were talking about Beastmaster? Or I was going to talk about Beastmaster.
1: Yes, go on about the Beastmaster one.
0: But yeah, but Beastmaster 2 is just the one I wanted to mention it the story-wise was interesting because they just come back and they dredge up Beastmaster because Beastmaster came out in like 83 or something this came out in the early 80s so this would be um, 10 years later which is back then was a long time to come back and want to do a sequel now it's fairly common but they just pulled up Mark Singer and put him back in the loincloth and the concept of this movie was
1: <laughs> he wasn't doing the- too well well so. he was
0: he was cut enough I guess to wear a loincloth he still worked out this, the movie was through the portal of time And I don't know why time Because I never really took Beastmaster To be a different era of Earth Yeah it was, But the, the time thing Doesn't even make sense Because it's, it's a dimensional portal That they come through That they end up on modern day Earth And that's a way to, to make it cheaper So
1: how, they, how is it related to the first one Apart from just that's having the Beastmaster character. Uh, oh, That's that about it
0: Archlon who is Wingshauser's character The bad guy is his brother, who also, I guess, has some right to the throne, like he's some kind of exiled prince in the first one.
1: I don't know. I didn't. I could never make sense of the first Beastmaster. There's a lot of stuff happening. I'm like, what? Well,
0: be, essentially, it began as a Conan ripoff. I'm in a village. My village gets slaughtered by this horde, and now I'm a traveling barbarian trying to make his way in the world.
1: There was something with and a then, cow. Yeah,
0: some weird. Well, because that movie was directed by Don Coscarelli, who also did Phantasm. So there there are some interesting horror yeah. <laughs> sensibilities to it. There's some weirdness. In, like the witches and stuff, and the guys with the big iron masks that they put the crazy leeches into, and they become berserkers. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that really seems more like a horror movie than than a fantasy genre. But that's why. You know, Beastmaster Two did not have that. It was just them running around in modern times.
1: Because we're trying to establish some sort of some sort of a frame of reference for, for movies sequels that worked and sequels that didn't, and uh, is it it often seems to be that they don't have as much to do with the uh, original movie?
0: I think it comes down to where if there's no story to tell, then don't make a sequel. That's what the Highlander thing was. Oh, yeah. There was a desperate effort. See, a lot of people would be mistaken to believe that Highlander 2 was phoning it in like oh no they put a lot of money into it yeah they tried really hard money into that movie than the first one they got back Sean Connery they got back Russell Mulcahy they they tried to make a sequel what they did not have (laughs) was an idea it was like Indiana Jones (laughs) were like coming back it's like there no one thinks that they did not want to make a good Indiana Jones 4 But what is clear was they did not have a good idea for one. They just wanted to do it.
1: Now we're like, we don't need a new idea. We can just rehash all the other ones.
0: What's funny is you can go, um, if you Google Indiana Jones and the City of the Gods, which is the original title of, supposedly, of the Frank Darabont script for Indiana Jones 4, there are people who say that they have that online. It looks like it could be legit. But if it is, it's. I, I was skimming through that, and it was interesting to see how many similarities there were between that and the Crystal Skull version. It wasn't quite as dumb, but it did have the refrigerator scene in it, and it did follow the same basic story. <laughs> it had Henry Jones in it, and didn't seem. I didn't read it all the way through the end, but it didn't seem to have Mutt Williams in it. So I don't know if that just occurred well, they, to them they, later.
1: That might have been a casting thing. Let's see who we can cast. And if oh, we can, yeah. cast it's his like, person, oh, can we'll get Sean Connery.
0: Presents. Let's get Boof. It's Like, oh yeah, that's an A to B.
1: <laughs> I know who I'd rather.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Wait, if Sean that Connery was, can't
1: ride a motorbike anymore, Jesus, who are we going to use? If that's
0: the real script they wanted to use, they didn't have. They weren't going to make much use of Henry Jones anyway, so it wouldn't have been a very exciting thing, anyhow. What I was hoping to find was supposedly, and this may just be pure rumor, years and years ago, before this Crystal Skull business, you know, they were kicking around the idea, and I had heard that they had a script that they liked, and it got leaked. And I was like, that's the script I want to see. Like, I want to see the script that supposedly was leaked in, like, 2000. But I can't see any evidence. If that was if that happened Yeah,
1: leaked just uh, that that just means I gave it to a couple of people to read and they didn't like it.
0: Well see, I've heard it that it was out on the internet, but I don't I, I don't think that's true like because <laughs> once something's out on the internet it's it's out on the internet to stay.
1: Yeah, you'd be able to find it now if it was on the internet ever.
0: Yeah, so I'd I'd be I'd see it in the Wikipedia or something if it were out there.
1: Or the Wikipedia. <laughs> Everything's the on the Wikipedia. Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> but um but I don't know if that's out there. I do remember some there were some rumors floating around back in those days that not about story. I know originally they were like maybe i will go after Atlantis, which you did end up doing in the comics. There was an idea that there would be something to do with the Shroud of Turin, which they the also game ended up doing. Atlantis? Well they did a game of it also. Um I love that game. And um uh, they also did uh a comic where he, that involved the shroud tour and I think but the that may have been you know just wires being crossed cuz there may have just been story ideas for the comics that got misinterpreted as concepts for possible sequels um, but I do know that there was there was talk maybe around like 99 2000 very long time ago after the Sixth sense came out that they were actually trying to get M Night Shyamalan on board to do an indie for.
1: Oh. That would have been interesting.
0: And mm. and he ended up walking away from that, which which I think was a good idea.
1: I well, think he probably wanted a creative control.
0: Well, I th- Which I th- you
1: probably were never going to get for an indie.
0: I think it, it, he di- diplomatically said it just kind of didn't come together, like all the different elements, which I can see Spielberg and Lucas are probably separately difficult to work with creatively because they're legends. And yeah. working yeah. with him, finding something that satisfies both of them, probably is, is near to impossible. Especially Lucas, he has a very no. specific idea of what he wants to do with the project.
1: Have you seen that movie, The People vs. George Lucas? No. No. What's that about? Is it a, it's documentary? a documentary? It's
0: it's like a documentary about how he ruined the movies. Netflix just recommended it to me.
1: Um, I'll check it out. But yeah, I don't it's know like how, a bunch of interviews. I don't know how
0: I want to jump on that bandwagon or not, but I admit, that is interesting to me.
1: Well, it could be interesting to watch anyway.
0: I think it would be. But I know I, 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 I complain because I, I agree with that. I feel like he did make some decisions that I I don't agree with as far as like taking away what made Star Wars work. But at the end of the day, it is his story. I, what I find interesting, and maybe they'll address this in that movie, what I find interesting is that there seems to be a philosophical dividing line. Like I've already said, I don't like fans who think they have a vote on the story because you don't. If you don't want them to do a certain thing, then don't watch it. you know. But at the same time, where is the dividing line of when something is put out there, at what point is it given to the fans? And then there's a sort of compact of trust between the artists and the fans that this is what this is with constant revisiting of old projects and reworking them it's like it, it does seem unfair because it's like you've already given us this story we've integrated it into our own personal mythologies in just such a way now you're you coming can't back and saying, demon now yeah exactly now you're coming up and saying well actually that never happened it happened this way it's like you
1: can't do that it's it's
0: become a part of me now and I know we're just talking about stories and we're just talking about movies, but, you know, so much of who we are is based on the, the the ideas and the stories and the concepts that we're exposed to, and we build those as part of our character. And then you're coming back and going, well, no, that's a total misinterpretation. That's not it. So in a weird way, you're saying that that's not who you are. So does, does the audience have some... Do they have a real beef there to say, no, you released this, you can't come back and rewrite it. You can't come back. You can come back and – if you want to do a director's cut that has more scenes, that's fine. But you can't come back and say a scene was supposed to happen a certain way. You cannot rewrite the story now. You gave me that story. It is what it is. Well, at some that, point,
1: every artist has to let go. And I think and, so too. You know, it, at some point, it belongs to the to people who are watching it because that's – I mean that's – Part of literary theory, really, is that you don't own something as soon as you put it out there, you don't own it anymore. People are going to interpret it the way they like. Well, where that's do, how it When works. does
0: that happen? Because obviously, that's not what George Lucas thinks, and you know, obviously, that's not what uh, Metallica thinks. You know, that's where the whole <laughs> downloading things comes from. It's like if you put a, if you put this out there, you can't, you don't. Like, I understand you don't want people illegally download. If I buy the record they don't want me to be able to download the song off the CD I bought. Or they want me to download a song from iTunes and they still want to dictate what I do with that copy of that song that I bought. They think that that digital copy still belongs to them, even though I paid for it. And that's the dividing line that you're trying to to establish. It's like, at some point, I bought this and it belongs to me and I'll do with it as I will. And I guess that's I, if that's where that movie's if that's where that movie's coming from, I would be interested in seeing that that movie if it addresses that as a philosophical exercise. But if it's just a bunch of fans bitching about how he's monkeyed around with Star Wars, and I'm I'm done. I'll watch the the red letter media guy because he nails it, and he's funny. That's what really is sad to me because to me, you're not ruining the movies.
1: You are yeah, human.
0: Exactly. Yeah. To me, no! To me, like, you're not ruining the movies because I have copies of the movies, and I'll watch those copies. And you can keep monkeying around with them all you want, and I'll watch your Tinkered version if I like. But I know the version that was made in my childhood, and in that respect, that version that was made for me, and... I don't watch Empire Strikes Back and relate it back to Attack of the Clones and go, oh, this movie's ruined now. It's like, I don't do that because I just watch the original version of the movie as is, as its own. To me, it's just like, you know, it's, it's it's a perfect example of a good movie with a bad sequel. I don't watch the original in the context of that bad sequel. So you can keep messing with it all you want.
1: Well yeah, it's it's the same as Highlander. You don't watch Highlander 1 and go, "Oh man, but I know yeah, they come from, from some weird planet." You, know, you, know, that, you just that watch context it
0: context never like and you watch the sequel with Applies. that level of scrutiny going, "This can't be true." <laughs> like and it's the same thing to me. Like I don't I think fans have a hard time because they want a canon they can believe in, like a continuity that makes sense. And when you go monkeying around with that canon then they don't have that. To me, I I can pick and choose as I will. That that to me is is something that it, that I can do as a fan and a member of the audience. Is I'll I'll piecemeal what I think works. You know, I would love it if it all made sense, but but it's like you're saying by recutting the movies and redoing everything, he's really just saying, you know, I was pulling stuff out of my ass back then, and what you liked about the movie was purely an accident if i had my way mm-hmm. i wouldn't have done it that way and you and the movies would have sucked then <laughs> that's basically yeah. what what he's saying it's like you're showing your own hand like you're not taking anything away from me because i can watch the original versions in, within the context i always did as a kid but you're letting me in like you're giving me that insight to know that you weren't quite as brilliant in some of those those moments as i thought you were
1: in some cases, maybe he just got old. Well, I think that's true, too. It's
0: like, And that, that, to me, is also something you should consider. Maybe your 40-year-old self shouldn't be allowed to recut your 20-year-old self. Because it's a different thing. Yeah. You're no. a different person. But I don't mean you do shouldn't either. be allowed. Do whatever you want, But if it's yours. But I'm just saying...
1: It should be illegal. We should have a law against we that.
0: Consider, well, I mean, should we consider that to be poor form? Like... Artistically,
1: <laughs> poor formal but, chap.
0: Call you out Well, dog. it's sort of you know, if Da Vinci were alive, he's taking paintings off the wall and re and redoing the Mona Lisa. At least, at least at some point, call it done. And
1: well, there are artists that do that that you know creep into the museums and fix up their yeah, paintings.
0: They're wrong for that. At some point, <laughs> for your own sanity, <laughs> you have to call it done. But it,
1: you have to giving it
0: to the audience. Then call it done, move on. And Lucas has given us an example of that that no one else has ever been able to do of why why that should be true, because this is this sort of grand experiment he's been like you know trailblazing in this idea of can I go back to this and redo it? And the answer is no, not because you can't, not because it's not allowed, but it's not working. You're showing that it doesn't work.
1: People are getting upset. Not
0: because people are getting upset. I don't, I don't care about people. <laughs> what they think.
1: I do. I think that's, but a, that's a good enough reason They're getting
0: upset in some. In some cases, Listen, When
1: you're when you're famous, your fans make you famous. Well, I don't. You owe a debt to the, the fans. fans yeah. And if you're kicking them in the face, then there's uh, something the wrong with you. Fans will
0: turn on you though. Like fans do expect yeah, but too if, much. I mean, if you keep doing it and you keep doing the thing and again, the and again, and again and again and again, you should respect.
1: Them. You need to take a look at yourself. You should respect
0: what the audience wants and what made you famous. I don't like people yeah, you know, who. Yeah, respect your audience. I don't like people who begrudge the things that made them successful. And I think that's sort of what right. happened with Star Wars, where people are like, "Hey, George Lucas, this this was great." It's like, "You're stupid. That was crap." It's like, "All right, don't listen to me. Recut it till everyone hates it." But but at some point there there is a, a line where you should listen to what the fans want, and there is a point where you have to let go because the fans are never satisfied. And they, they, their sense of entitlement seems to be on the rise and, and getting sick <laughs> of fans thinking that this is a collaboration. When I say that at some point you've given it to the audience, I don't mean you've given it to them for their input. I mean you've submitted it. It's in. It's it's You've carved it in stone. Yeah, we set. saw what
1: happens there. Snakes on a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah. The fans can be helpful, but the, the fans or not I, every person I've ever met that was a fan said why don't they just ask the fans like, can you talk to fans a lot of them are morons <laughs> yeah, they want stupid things
1: because we've seen fan made movies and they're not all that yeah
0: some of them are some of the fans are good but you know the fans liked the new Battlestar Galactica and I thought that was horrible that got their stamp of approval fans have absolutely hated things that I thought were awesome you say fans I'm one of them but we don't even all agree on things like, there isn't, like, some committee of fans that, that has this this sense of The fan of collective unicism. consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, fan things, the fan Congress. The fan Congress, yeah. I call for a vote of no confidence in George Lucas. <laughs> in George Lucas. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> but uh, that, that turns into all-out war. People, like, <laughs> yeah, throwing exactly. their stuff at each civil other. civil war
0: now amongst the separatists.
1: Fighting each other with plastic lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. it's meow, pew, pew. As they're doing it, they're like, new, 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 choo, choo Which is true. Meow, meow.
0: I don't mean that people should disrespect their fans or disrespect the things that made their stuff famous, but you can't put it to a vote because that vote wouldn't even yield you anything useful because the fans as a collective wouldn't even return something that would...
1: The problem is that you do Point need to direction. ask some other people about what you're making. It, it shouldn't just be a one-person On those two
0: things where the fans seem to have found a consensus, it's like, you should listen to that. I'm not saying the fans. These
1: groups... you, should, you should ask. I well, think the problem you know, is George Lucas' team is full of brown nosers.
0: Well, hmm. when the original Star Wars came out, he was showing it to like Brian De Palma and Francis Ford Coppola and Steven Spielberg because they were his friends, and, and they, were they gave him feedback. Because they were all nobodies, and they're like, oh, maybe you need to rework this or whatever, and he like listened to their input. But this time around, he's like George Lucas, a legend. He shows them something. He doesn't show it to those guys for one thing, but he shows it to like the people who work for him, and they're not going to say anything. Because either they're not going to question him because he's George Lucas, or they don't know what the hell they're talking about.
1: All right. I think we've done this topic before.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, you brought... You, this is your fault, sequel. Tracy. Sorry. <laughs> you brought up that movie. So maybe well, that movie, that may be good food for thought. I should look for that because apparently it is thro- a thought-provoking discussion. Well,
1: it, yeah, I looked at the wiki just now and it does look interesting. It looks like it is what you were just talking about, whether, you know, someone's calling for people to be able to have an unaltered version.
0: I would be interested in that, uh, but I would be interested in a more objective look at that idea because I... I'd, like I said, I don't like to hear the fans whine about things, although I do agree with some of those points. I just don't understand points. why it's
1: not available, because he'd make more money off it. Well, really. see, it is, though. Fans the, would buy it.
0: It's not available Blu-ray, but he yeah. did release the original films on on DVD, in their original versions.
1: It's a Blade Runner principle. Release every version you can. Make them buy them. <sighs> exactly. God.
0: Blade Runner. It's funny how everybody's up in arms over Star Wars, but that but Blade Runner gets a pass. It's like they they keep recutting that one, and that movie was considered to be That's mostly perfect. because the director
1: said at the beginning that he wasn't happy with it. Yeah, but directors
0: say that. That's why you have other people in charge of things. <laughs> because at some point, someone just has to take it away and say, "Look, we're putting this out. You can't cut this thing. What are you, Terrence Malick? You can't cut this thing for ten years." Okay.
1: Let's move on.
0: Let's see. No more Star Return Wars. Return of Swamp Thing is another good sequel gone wrong. If you've if you've seen the original Swamp Thing movie, it actually tried to be a sort of serious adaptation of the Swamp Thing comic. Return of Swamp Thing is just It's sort of like Beastmaster 2. It's just like total camp. You
1: but went that, somewhere said, else with
0: that one. It is fun. Here's a good one on both levels, like on one level, they were—they actually were trying to make a sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show for the longest time. There's—I well, think there's you shock can treatment. see this online. Well, shock treatment is one they made that is a follow-up, just not with the same cast. But it actually is the same characters as Brad and Janet and everything. And there's some good music in that. But they were doing a straight-up sequel called Revenge of the Old Queen, which apparently is floating around out there as a script. So there may be a legitimate. Script that was going to be more of a direct because Shock Treatment was a follow-up and it did have Brad and Janet, but it was kind of a whole new story. It had the rest of the cast. It had uh, Richard O'Brien and uh, the other people besides uh, Susan Sarandon. The less important uh, characters. Yeah, like Magenta and Columbia, those same actresses play different characters in Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment takes place all in in a, a weird insane asylum and it doesn't really follow the story of rocky horror except that it is brad and janet in some other weird situation and because it's different people playing brad and janet it doesn't feel like a follow-up anyway but apparently revenge of the old queen was was planned to be more of a real follow-up but obviously you couldn't do that you could not get tim curry in that outfit now (laughs) yeah It's a well, lunch. that
1: that could be a very interesting sequel if it was something about what happened years and years later when he was old and fat, and I mean, bemoaning his predicament. CG. You could make him like dress as a normal person. He's like wearing,
0: wearing an old lady's Moo Moo now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be interesting.
0: That's <laughs> uh, be the saddest thing we've ever seen.
1: Well, some they always try to do sequels really soon after that follows directly from the first story, but sometimes you kind of think maybe I would like to see what happened ten years after. I mean, maybe not with the American Pie people, but you know, what did I, happen I to the know. characters sometime some I in the future?
0: The American Pie thing, interesting that they keep coming back.
1: Well, I don't, I don't like, mind that they've gone to the high school reunion, reunion.
0: Is a good idea for for bringing those characters back. Well,
1: considering that that's about the time frame for the people like me who were in high school when the movie was around who are now looking at their own high school reunions. It kind of works. Well,
0: and it's a real it's reunion good. movie. It's like a perfect idea for a reunion movie because it is a reunion back. movie for those actors as well. Yeah. But uh, let's skip to your... Let's skip...
1: They are some interesting ideas here. Are we just going to go through them like as the list?
0: Yeah, so I guess if you want, uh, You're just going to go off the, that cracked article of the insane ones? Yeah. yeah. There's...
1: There's this cracked article which I found... Well, which I read, called Six Insane Sequels That Almost Ruined Classic Movies. And it it presents some interesting ideas that the people were, I guess the producers or whoever, were thinking of making after classic movies. Yep. You still with me? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Some of those would be?
1: Well, number six is uh, Seven Part Two, which was to be titled Eight. Yeah,
0: that's, that's my favorite it's like Ocean's 12.
1: <laughs> yeah. But at least, you know, the, the, the G and the eight thing? I don't know. It works out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those movies that, as they say in the article, has a pretty closed ending. Yeah. You know, when you look at what happens to the main characters, it kind of is a movie that begins and ends and has a very nice little arc.
0: Kind of zero interest in a sequel, too. Like, were people oh, really Speaking of here? Ocean's
1: 11, that was the people who actually were trying to rewrite the sequel. And that was one where they, they just started off with a, a, a script about something completely different, a clairvoyant doctor who helps the FBI catch a serial killer, and decided to rewrite it as a sequel for Seven, replacing the protagonist with Morgan Freeman's character for the first <laughs> just film. Just
0: making him, making him psychic now Same for Same character, no reason. except that he has psychic now powers. Now he's psychic. Yep, exactly. That's a perfect rewrite. Yep. You know, the, the, a good example of that is that Die Hard 3 that we talked about where – they were looking for a Die Hard 3 idea, and they just picked up this script called Simon Says. and like, this is a neat idea for a script. And they rewrote his <laughs> Die Hard 3. It die and hard it sounded like a neat idea for a movie, but when they rewrote his Die Hard 3, it was awful.
1: <laughs> well, wasn't like Speed 2 like that as well?
0: it? <laughs> they are just like, this is speed on a boat. It's like, well, why don't we just make it Speed 2? Whatever.
1: <laughs> House 3.
0: Now, House 3 is a neat one. I'm glad... I don't, I don't know if I, I had that on my list or not, but House Three is interesting because House Three doesn't actually exist. Now this is like an American market; it it, it, it cracks me up because if you look in the video store, you'll see House House Two and House Four, and there's never a House Three because there never was. Like the house. Because
1: it was they they called House Three some other movie that was made in Europe, right? Yeah,
0: it, the House series, as a lot of things are, was really popular in Europe where it wasn't popular here. So in order to boost sales for this other movie, which was actually a Brian James vehicle called uh, The Horror Show, they just called it House 3 in Europe. (laughs) Well, at some point they decided to make another House movie. They made House 4, but by then the House movies are so unpopular that they didn't even bother to rebrand it in America, so they just released it everywhere as House 4, even though there has never been a House 3. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's terrible. Who cares? It's
1: a terrible movie, anyway.
0: Speaking of which, the next one on your list actually blows my mind.
1: E.T. 2 Nocturnal Fears.
0: (laughs) This may be the worst idea for a sequel I've ever heard.
1: Well, the idea for this one was that E.T. comes back and he brings the rest of his people who are all evil...
0: Well, apparently, so, like, I don't think he does come back, though. He's being, he's, like, well, he these come things back like come the that end. are chasing him, and they're like his people, but they're evil. They're like these vicious And they vicious feed on aliens.
1: fresh meat instead of Reese's Pieces. <laughs>
0: they, and they, like, capture the kids and torture them to try to get them to tell them where E.T. is. Because they're chasing E.T., it's, it's like this really dark, sort of horror kind of thing. Where they're just, I mean, can you imagine the scene where they're actually like torturing the kids from ET? Yeah,
1: like, that's a true anymore
0: But that that may be my favorite idea for. Uh, that may be the worst sequel idea ever.
1: Let's make the sequel into a horror movie.
0: That's one that just makes me think. Is like, is this for real? Is this list real? can it be (laughs) when you hear that but that's funny you know they they did make a they did have an idea for a sequel that what I heard was a more a more appropriate E.T. sequel that they never (laughs) they didn't make just because it would have been too expensive at the time but yeah there is a book called the book of the green planet where they do sort of a they come back and do a sequel to E.T. in a book and it's about going back to E.T.'s planet and all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, well that's a natural progression, really.
0: I really think that's the source material because in the if you go to the ET ride at Universal Studios, I think that's the source material they really drew from because you're you're traveling through the green planet. As well, that's part the of that thing. Ride.
1: This this list is just about ideas that may have been that were probably thrown about, and Hopefully it doesn't necessarily need to be dismissed. something that was seriously thought of. This could have been just like one producer's idea or that sort of thing, and it still sort of counts as valid for the list
0: yeah like the Superman movie that was almost written by Kevin Smith and directed by Tim Burton I don't know this this fourth one the 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 Forrest Gump Two was a real deal they yeah I mean, there is a sequel book, and they did pay a million dollars for the film rights to the sequel to that book yeah, so, so
1: yeah that but almost the, the story happened. sounds stupid but then again when you, when you or listen or to the even? story of Forrest Gump, it sounds stupid.
0: It is stupid. Force Gump is awful. <laughs> so I don't understand how anybody could think he could ruin that movie. He could fight the Predator in a sequel, and it wouldn't take away from the first movie. But I think in the the sequel book, he actually ends up in outer space.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So,
0: so if you continue that story as the books go, then it, it would continue to get weirder and weirder.
1: And that happens. That's fine.
0: Well, if if people to me if you bought that first movie then you can buy the second one
1: well it is it's all about just chucking Tom Hanks just rotoscoping him into these famous scenes for no reason
0: yeah exactly just so That's he can tell the president I've got not impressive as people now it's like I know I know we can all do that I do that on my computer at home
1: the basis of every meme at the moment yeah what Beetlejuice
0: Goes Hawaiian is a pretty terrible name for a movie. Which one? Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. It <laughs> <You, even laughs> does you're sound like sequel, do a sequel. I like the Brady two, Bunch. I guess you just couldn't get the people because they were talking seriously about doing a Beetlejuice 2 for a while. But it's good they didn't. I like Beetlejuice.
1: I like the story between Beetle, uh, about Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian that it presents here is that Burton didn't feel like doing a sequel, so he offered the studio the worst idea he could think of, which is Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> and the studio is like, it sounds fine to me. And he's like, crap. F that.
0: Uh. Yeah, exactly. You have to be careful what you wish for. It's not like they know a bad idea when they hear one. Like, <laughs> you, you really think I heard the idea for Beetlejuice like, and thought it was awesome? Yeah.
1: They said the script is practically a remake, it's just set in Hawaii because it's the most ridiculous place you could put these gothic characters. And in the grand finale, Beetlejuice turns into a giant monster called Jucifer. (laughs) (laughs) Starts levelling the island with some help from reanimated dinosaur skeletons and monster eastern (laughs) island heads. (laughs) And then Lydia uses her psychic powers to summon a tidal wave and levels the island herself. (laughs) For no apparent reason.
0: Yeah, Casablanca 2. That'd be weird to imagine.
1: Brazzaville. I want to download this... How would you say that word?
0: Nick... The what?
1: The Casablanca 2 title. Brazzaville? Brazzaville. Yeah. Like that. Brazzaville. Yeah,
0: yeah, sounds good so far. So, can you download the Gladiator 2 written by Nick Cave? <laughs> that sounds amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I wish... Some of these movies, you like, that would have ruined the original movie, but it still would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a Highlander do in the making
1: uh, Yeah, Casablanca 2 doesn't seem that interesting. Like, it just looks like, oh, yeah, they plan to make a, a bad sequel where everything from the first movie gets turned around and ruined. But Gladiator 2 by Nick Cave does look genuinely funny. How do you do a sequel for a movie where yeah, the main the character died opens... at the end? The answers are you don't, or if you Russell Crowe, the other answer is you hire a rock star <laughs> to make, yeah. to write the most deranged gladiator movie ever conceived. Yeah, did you did you mention that Nick Cave was going to be writing Gladiator 2?
0: <laughs> this sounds awesome. Story was maximum. To find a creative solution, fighting Roman gods in the afterlife until they agree to let him go back to the land of the living. This sounds kind of badass.
1: It sounds like they should do that the now. I mean, those movies are big Maximus. now. Everyone's fighting Roman gods at the moment. Which
0: I know the, they, they may have missed their mark by passing on this because this movie, to be honest, this they should probably just pass this script off as something other than a gladiator sequel because they could probably get this thing made. The re-
1: newly reincarnated Maximus, that spends some time in Rome defending early Christians from persecution and somehow becoming immortal. During the next two hours, we watch Maximus kick ass throughout history, being present at every important That's... war fought from the Crusades to Vietnam, like a more muscular Forrest Gump. At the end of the script, Does... Maximus ends up working for the Pentagon.
0: <laughs> this sounds awesome. <laughs> this should have gotten him to write the Highlander remake. Apparently,
1: Russell Crowe loved the script. <laughs> it it's he it. paid like $4 billion. Of course, he loved the script. Well, I Muscle Crowe, no one's I, accused him I, of being a genius. That would have been a, a travesty junior. as
0: a gladiator too, but th- that sounds awesome. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> Some dude with a, with a Roman gladiator totally running around that. the uh, the Pentagon. I think it'd you know, spice things up just well, the way Well, I
0: think that if he's immortal, he'd probably change us with the time.
1: No, no. He's got to wear that little skirt all the time.
0: The whole time. Cocktail that, that dress. That would be a funnier montage, just him in, in, in Vietnam.
1: In that little leather cocktail dress.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: So those are the sequels that apparently almost happened. Well, I think by almost happened they just mean, you know, the idea was there.
0: The the ideas got kicked around. Yeah, I've got a list of some that that I heard about. I mentioned the Indiana Jones ones. We mentioned E.T. Oh, can two. I quickly
1: mention a sequel that I haven't watched but it, it horrifies me? The sequel right. to to uh the Phantom of the Opera called Love Never Dies. I have not heard of this. Haven't you? Nope. Is that a yes. sequel? Andrew Lloyd Webber actually made a sequel to his own classic musical. Um, and and That's in the funny. sequel... <laughs> apparently... I don't really know where it would have happened in the original, but apparently at some point Christine actually did hook up with the Phantom. And the child that she has is not actually her husband, Raoul's. It is actually the Phantom's child. And uh, they all go to America... Where Meg Jury does a, uh, well, she does a lingerie dance for some reason because she's in love with a Phantom, and Raoul becomes this cranky sure. old man, and Christine wants to go back to the Phantom because she's like, oh man, I married this nice young dude and now he's cranky, <laughs> and it just all goes, it all yeah. goes.
0: I want to go to the Phantom who's not cranky at all. It all goes
1: pear shaped for everyone, and eventually
0: he's well. Uh,
1: I've read about it on Wikipedia. Haven't watched it. Some people have watched it. Said it's actually a good little. A good little uh, musical, and you have to detach yourself from the fact that it's supposed to be about a sequel to Phantom of the Opera, if you want to enjoy it. Because well, it, it does kind of rake the sure original. I'm sure that's where it always But, you down. know, apparently in the end, there's a shootout. Because <laughs> that works in with the Phantom of the Opera <laughs> idea, and somebody dies. <laughs> sure. I went Somebody always dies. dies. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's funny you mention that. As I'm moving from the vault, I did see phantom of the paradise just recently yeah, did you read that posted that dead?
1: the guy who played the phantom in that just died oh really yeah
0: well we talked we, i, I we,
1: popped a little link up onto the
0: this came up on another under list the movie of link that you put 25 in. movies you've probably never seen and we were laughing at it because the trailer looks so wild but
1: <laughs> it certainly does but
0: it, it's a wild movie but it is a lot of fun i, I liked it a lot
1: well i'm going to download it It's Brian De Palma. It's an old Brian De Palma
0: movie. I didn't know that.
1: I like the bit in the trailer where he like throws the thunderbolt at the dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's like the best scene in the movie. That guy's awesome.
1: Beef. The bit where the blonde dude's just like, can you just stop terrorizing everyone here and get back to writing? And it's like, really? He's like terrorizing and killing everyone. He's like, look, just please stop that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Just quit it, dude. You're being a total bore.
0: Yeah, you're being kind of a dick.
1: Stop has, like, murdering metal
0: people. That's rock and roll for you. <laughs> you know, for a long time they were talking about making a Jurassic Park 4.
1: Yeah, well, there are, there are some interesting sequels. That was one thing that I liked about the Jurassic Park sequels was that they, they chose two different characters, two of the main characters. And they went, we'll make a sequel with one and then we'll make a sequel with the other. And it, and it kind Cause of you had worked better. Because great um...
0: actors. Yeah, because Jeff Goldblum is fun to see as a lead. His character became much more interesting as the lead guy. Although the the story of that movie was less interesting. That was inspired. pretty
1: bad. Yeah, the third movie but, wasn't
0: bad. Bringing Sam Neill back was a lot of fun in the third one, because getting to see him again... Yeah, and they had some new dinosaurs, which helped. If at least bring in new dinosaurs, if you can have them keep going to the dinosaur island. And a little kid somehow survives
1: the whole thing, you know, while every adult around him, even trained dinosaur hunters, die. That little kid survives.
0: You just have to. You got to separate yourself from that in (laughs) Jurassic Park. That's like the the vulnerability of all those movies. There's always some damn kid that shows up on the dinosaur island for no reason, who is like some master of something.
1: Yeah, usually it's like computer. A master gymnast or a master di- computer hacker or just a dinosaurs. master
0: survivor. Yeah. But, uh, but if, a Jurassic Park 4 would have worked if it had reunited Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I would have loved to awesome. see how you get those two characters. But what's weird is the the reason they'd stopped doing it, they they gave up on it, was they thought it would be inappropriate to do after Michael Crichton died.
1: Oh, Why?
0: which I think is weird. They're like, well, without him, was, like, was he that involved in the other sequels? I didn't even realize. For them to think that it was inappropriate to do it without him.
1: They could have done it as an homage to him.
0: Yeah, well, I guess they didn't see it that way. Yeah, well. Here's something I wonder is true. About I, I heard a, a friend of mine told me this. Says, I have absolutely no corroboration for this story. <laughs> but I heard that back in the day, it's like, Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas, and Kathleen Turner got together and, you know, with the producers, you know, and they were all working on developing a Romancing the Stone part three, you know, like they did Romancing the Stone, they did Jewel of the Nile, and they were going to do a third movie. And somehow in the development process, they got turned off of that idea, maybe because they couldn't think of something to do, and instead decided to do that War of the Roses movie. Oh, and that's where that movie came from.
1: That was supposed to be a threequel.
0: Well, it was somewhere in the process. They got more excited about that project than a *Romancing the Stone* three, and they made that instead. Which would be horrible if it were true, because that movie's so awful.
1: <laughs> no, this idea is so much better. Well, it makes you wonder. Well, how really? bad was the *Romancing the Stone* one? <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm glad you didn't. If this was, if this was where better. your head was at, the Warchowski brothers for a while were in development to do a Conan project a few years ago.
1: It just sounds bizarre. Which was going to
0: be like a Conan the King and they were actually looking at, they were going to produce and they were actually trying to get like John Milius who directed the very first Conan movie to, to direct that.
1: Well, there's so much Conan that could be said. There's, there's so much more where the character could go. That it, it really... well, I think
0: They were looking at bringing in Arnold and, and handing it off to like, because in, in the books it's like, Conan becomes king, and then his son, Khan, is sort of like, you know, a focus of the stories. And I think they were looking to hand it off, like, in something that way. Oh, yeah. Because the the original movies are forever saying Conan will one day wear a crown and all that. That's, like, part of his mythos, and they never make a Conan the King movie.
1: Because the second movie was so bad.
0: Yeah. You know what? Upon rewatching that movie was not as bad as I remember. It's an okay movie of its genre. It's just really bad compared. Yeah, to the Yeah, it's just first not as Conan. good as it
1: could have been or should have been.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome compared to the new one, <laughs> <movie.
1: laughs> which was a complete misfire.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, and it's I not mean, really I, a I sequel. I was really pulling for him.
1: It's a reboot. No, so, it's a remake. So we don't need to talk but about it But I didn't again. mind a remake.
0: But it just didn't work. I liked the guy who they got to play yeah, Conan. And he's awesome. They, you know, apparently the writer was a big fan. He was saying in earlier drafts there was more homage paid to the original stories. But they were paying homage to the original stories. It's just the story that they were working with wasn't good. The story of the movie itself wasn't good. That's a shame. Now, here's something I heard that was probably so early on it may not have been true at all. Like, the Batman movies, they always led to wilds <laughs> speculation. There's a lot of there's a
1: lot of mythology surrounding the Batman movies.
0: But apparently before the box office came back on, probably before it was actually released before Batman and Robin was released, they were already thinking towards the next disaster. <laughs> and apparently Batman 5 at that time was was to feature Harley Quinn probably as one of the bad guys and the Scarecrow and one of the early rumors was Howard Stern as the Scarecrow.
1: Oh god. Hmm.
0: That is—that's a a rumor that I don't know if there's any validity. I like the idea
1: of Harley Quinn. I I would have liked them to Mm -mm. be able to do her in the modern series, where they might have—I would have liked to see what they would have done with her because she is such an interesting character. She's become
0: an integrated part of the universe. Harley Quinn was created for the Batman cartoon. And mostly because the Joker was too scary for kids, so they created a sidekick for him. But they've sort of—she was such an interesting character that was so well loved that she got incorporated into the comic book universe. And so she's a a much more interesting character now. I would just would have liked to to see
1: how they would have done her psychologically. I mean, because they've been doing such a good, good uh, journeys with so many of the characters psychologically. To have this woman in there. How, how
0: would you do a origin is so tied to the Joker though I mean I guess you yeah. could do Harley Quinn That's without the having the Joker once... because her backstory you'd have to cover the backstory in exposition unless you want yeah. to try to bring in Joker because Harley Quinn was a psychiatrist who worked for Arkham who was analyzing the Joker and basically you know he Hannibal Lecters her to the point where she ends up falling in love with him and wanting to to be like the Joker and she becomes be crazy Harley too. Quinn.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's an interesting story, and it could have been told, but it, um, I mean, with Heath Ledger gone now, it's not going to happen.
0: It'll be a few years before iteration. and another Batman reboot before they can bring the Joker back again. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's it's something that's on the on the table for the future, but it's certainly too early. Once the Christopher Nolan run is over with this latest movie, then everything you know becomes available again. You well, at least he's he's saying Joker.
1: he's only going to do this these three, and then he's going to go.
0: Yeah, and then they'll they'll nice. in some way reboot and reposition the character and and reimagine the franchise again.
1: Another reboot.
0: Hopefully they don't do a an origin reboot. Nobody's going to tell the origin better than they did. But yeah. they will probably do like a restructure as far as because, you know, it all depends on how... Do we want to start doing crossover movies and stuff like that? If, if, yes. if so, then we want to reposition these characters. Nolan has no interest in a universe where Batman and Superman exist together because he just can't imagine it. It doesn't make sense to him. But in, a, but in a sense, once the Batman story is told like through the way he's telling it, it'd still be fun. <laughs> we, we understand that, too. Batman and Superman a hard world to imagine, but it would be fun. I like it. Apparently, early, when Star Trek 5 didn't do very well, the studio, Paramount, was very seriously wanting to develop a Star Trek Six that was a prequel, and would throw out the original cast, and strangely enough, it was going to revolve around the the crew in, in their Academy years. So it's Not kind yet. of funny, that's sort of what they ended up making. Back then, you know, we didn't want them to do it, because there was still some juice left in the original cast, but... Now, you know, that's sort of what the J.J. Abrams project ended up being. I mentioned uh, the Kevin Smith Superman
1: movie yeah. with
0: uh, that Kevin Smith sort of I think he stopped being part of that project when Tim Burton came in, and then the project fell apart, which is probably a good thing. It's but kind even of before that,:
1: brain trip to imagine Kevin Smith and Tim Burton together, like what what would they create?
0: I don't think it would have happened. For a long time, Kevin Smith was working with John Peters, who was the producer, and writing the script to satisfy him, and I think after that is when Burton came in, and Burton was probably prepared to throw out everything and start over, and then the project thankfully died. Back then was when Burton wanted to bring in Nicolas Cage as Superman.
1: Nicolas Cage? Why is he a superhero?
0: (laughs) I don't know. He seems like a nice enough guy. I yeah, like him as an actor. I that like would have him, been a very a interesting superhero. interpretation.
1: Maybe that's because he gets to pick his own movies these days. and He's like, no, well, I'm going to be a superhero because i a nerd. Michael.
0: And whenever a project comes along, he's a big enough name that someone says, you know, Nick Cage is interested in doing this. Yeah, I just think should, they should pick a superhero that's appropriate. Is, is Nicholas Coppola. Yes, is, yes. his yes. real name. And he changed it Yeah, I mean, but his, tell me what his son's name because is. Because after Luke Cage. And Luke Cage is a comic book
1: superhero. Didn't he name his, his like, kid, he's like, Joel or something? kal I don't
0: know, but I'm not putting it past him.
1: It's but, like uh, Elvis uh, uh, and, and superheroes. Well, apparently he
0: likes. owes the government, like, a huge amount in taxes. And then his comic book collection got stolen. So he has to pay back the government with all this money. And so he, he essentially has to accept a, a lot of work that he normally wouldn't accept because he owes them so big. But apparently
1: he shows up on on set and he's completely professional about everything. Yeah, I know this movie's crap. Well,
0: that's but... nice. <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference because he's made crap for a long time. Yeah. Ever since he got with Bruckheimer. I'm just saying if he's gonna and play a little bit more I like those hero. movies. But, but yeah. Well I don't mind him as Ghost Rider. I didn't see that second one Well, but... I haven't seen
1: the second one either but I don't know. Ghost Rider should be kinda cool. But a, b-
0: before the, the, the reboot before the Superman, that was going to be like a death of Superman sort of storyline that they were going to do. I think that was called Superman Lives for a While or Superman Reborn.
1: Superman Lives that for a While. That's a good title.
0: Superman Lives for a While, yeah. Uninspired title. <laughs> Superman Reborn is what it was going to be called. <laughs> and But before that, you know, Christopher Reeve, what, they were working on a Superman 5 as part of that franchise that was probably going to have christopher reeve and probably no one else from the cast and supposedly that was going to center on brainiac and the city of candor and all that kind of stuff but that project ended up not happening kevin smith wanted to do a sequel to mall rats where they did a storyline that was like die hard in a mall <laughs> which i think is a, would have been a funny sequel Evil Dead Four originally was going to be Ash in the future fighting robots. If you watch the original ending of, of uh, Army of Darkness, it's actually where he ac- he accidentally travels too Medieval far in time Dead. and ends up in the future. <laughs> and it would yeah much better title. And it would and it was a great title. Army of Darkness was just their way of trying to make it its own entity. And that's why they gave it the that tied up in a bow ending instead of the original ending which would lead this like Spartacus like revolution against the robots
1: oh that would have been awesome and then he came back and fathered John Connor
0: <laughs> yeah that's basically what it was when Freddy vs. Jason was very popular the, the next idea that they really tried to do was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash
1: which they should have done because that would have be been they could secure awesome. the rights
0: Raimi wouldn't go for it he decided Aww. he wanted to do an Evil Dead remake instead it's like come on dude
1: you can do it as well.
0: Yeah. Although an Evil Dead remake, I've said it before, that would be pointless. But make Evil Dead the musical into a movie. That would be brilliant.
1: I think part of part of what I liked about the original Evil Dead was that it wasn't big budget. I think that you know Cabin yeah, in the Woods thing like worked cost- really well like with that really low budget students. crappy look.
0: But that's that's my list of those. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't have anything else. Are we done? Yeah. Can I we go home We covered a now? lot. <laughs> I, think it w- I haven't eaten dinner I yet. I know, what
0: amounts yeah. to probably like a three-part series now. Yeah, we've been talking for like we When we do, a, th- three th- we do a three-part series on unnecessary sequels. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how we do it. What can I tell you? It's our show. We'll do whatever the hell we want.
0: Yeah, that's how we do it.
1: Because the fans are making because. the show. <laughs> yeah.
0: Inmates are running the asylum.
1: <laughs> but all it right, yeah, yeah, I feel like we
0: we covered some interesting ideas. Yeah, Certainly. we got yeah.
1: the topic talked about at least.
0: Yeah, think of if you write us in the, on the forum uh, forum.tv8mydinner.com if you can think of some other sequels that may have been made. I find that fascinating where a franchise might go. And where it might have gone, and sometimes in certain cases where it did go,
1: <laughs> in alternate dimensions where they actually made those movies, <laughs> where did it all end up?
0: Yeah, that Gladiator two is pure brilliance to me. That I wish awesome. they'd make that movie.
1: Russell Crowe lives forever.
0: Yeah, that to me is an interesting idea. Yeah, I like the people who just they 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 go balls to the mall. <laughs> And just come up with the craziest. They don't reserve anything.
1: Well, the good thing about I that one was so they went. We're gonna sequels. have to have something crazy. Get Nick Cave in. Yeah,
0: they yeah they got what they paid for because they brought in. They they're just like, who can we get to for a creative solution? Oh, Nick Cave. Like, <laughs> that was good uh, to see, me. We we know where this thing's headed. <laughs> but but I liked it. I'd I'd watch that movie. I wonder if he can find that script. I'm going to look and see if I can download that script. I would love to read that.
1: We'll just make it ourselves.
0: We'll write it. Whatever. It's not, yeah, Gladiator through time. But see, that's what seeing it in the context of an actual sequel to Gladiator is what I find brilliant. That's out of the box right there. That's thinking right out of the box. Well, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad we had this time. We we're catching up on the episodes now. Yeah. These long glad series give so us more fodder. Yeah, it's well we have a, we go on these long hiatuses between recordings, so it's good that we get a lot out there <laughs> when we do record. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. All right. So yeah, we're telling people to watch Cabin in the Woods. It'll probably like three months. It won't even be the theater anymore. Yeah. Go oh, yeah. Go ahead and rent that. That's what I meant. Netflix it.
1: It'll still be good yeah
0: but uh, well anyway thank you both for, for com- coming in always a pleasure no problem and uh, check out our episodes on tv8mydinner.com you can check us out on Facebook you can like us there you can follow us on Twitter you can email us at tv8mydinner at gmail.com and I mentioned before already tv 8 mydinnercom is where you can discuss things related to episodes or things related to nothing which is what we mostly talk about on the forum <laughs> <laughs> little little bit of discussion on episodes Mostly just talking about stuff And if you ever want to talk to Brooks Then you can just drop a note about Star Wars It's all he ever talks about
1: <laughs> Brooks re-Star Wars So I wanted to know about like... your son <laughs>
0: If you're ever just curious that Brooks is still alive in the world, it's like a time travelers who leave each other messages and classified ads. Yes, because he's, he just, put just this go gorgeous little video of his son and Wars. him
1: playing soccer on Facebook the other day. It's so cute.
0: <laughs> you're keeping up with him more than I am, Then. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, I feel like we covered this one pretty much as much as as we're going to. Anyway. You've both just
1: done the outro. You don't need to explain that we're finished. That's
0: true, I guess we should just stop. Let's get the though. show
1: on the road. It's finished now. My Goodbye, name. everyone.
0: My name is Sean.
1: I'm Lynn. I'm Tr- Tracy. Don.
0: Goodnight.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. I had a Cadbury egg, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's about lunchtime here.
0: This has been TV 8 My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com.